Hi, and welcome to This Week in Wall Street History. I'm your host, Todd Schoenberger. The date was Tuesday, February 13th, 1990, when notable investment bank Drexel Burnham Lambert filed for bankruptcy, thus permanently closing what was once the fifth largest financial firm in the United States. Drexel was forced into bankruptcy following a four-year battle against the Securities and Exchange Commission due to its illegal involvement in the junk bond market, driven by senior executive Michael Milken. On February 13th, Drexel had no choice but to declare bankruptcy as it defaulted that day on $100 million in loans after other Wall Street firms, unwilling to assist, made it a pariah. Drexel's 5,000 employees began putting their resumes in order as the firm ceased its trading activities and began to close up shop. The problems with Drexel began much earlier, in 1986, when a Drexel banker named Dennis Levine pled guilty to securities fraud, which was the catalyst that placed the firm as a high-value target by regulators. Finally tonight, we look at the story behind the largest insider trading case in Wall Street's history. Charlene Hunter-Gault has the details. Charlene? Robin, it's a story stretching over five years from Wall Street to the Bahamas, and it involves at least three major Wall Street firms and millions of dollars. It became public this week when the Securities and Exchange Commission charged Dennis Levine, a 33-year-old managing director of Drexel Burnham Lambert Incorporated, with close to $13 million by illegally trading stocks and bonds. The commission cited 54 instances when Mr. Levine allegedly used insider or non-public information while trading corporate securities. Yesterday, Mr. Levine was arrested for trying to block the SEC's investigation into his trading activities. The man responsible for that arrest is here to help us unravel this complex tale. He is Rudolph Giuliani, U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York. Mr. Giuliani, first exactly what is it that Mr. Levine is alleged to have done that was illegal? Well, he's alleged to have engaged in uh, insider trading over a period of time and to have uh, earned profits of about $10 million from the insider trades. That's, that, that's all contained in a civil complaint brought against him by the SEC. Yesterday, he was arrested and a criminal complaint was filed against him, alleging that he was involved in an obstruction of justice, in that he tried to work out with an employee of the bank in the Bahamas in which he was secreting his money. He tried to work out a scheme whereby they would give a false explanation of why all of this money uh, was in, uh, in an account that was controlled by him. And you found out about that? Yes. That that, was, that's, that's, and that's criminal? That's, uh, in fact, insider trading is also criminal. This whole, this whole thing will be presented now to a grand jury, and a grand jury will have to decide uh, whether to file charges and what charges. But normally in these cases, you usually find that insider trading is charged, uh, there's usually mail fraud involved, tax evasion, and, uh, and very often obstruction of justice or perjury. It's a real problem for, uh, for the SEC. Two months after the bankruptcy, Michael Milken pled guilty to six counts of fraud and tax charges. His sentencing resulted in $200 million in fines, $400 million in reimbursements to defrauded investors, a lifetime ban from the securities industry, and a 10-year prison sentence, later reduced to two years. A related civil lawsuit added another $500 million to Milken's losses, bringing his total loss to $1.1 billion. Thank you for listening to This Week in Wall Street History. 
be sure to check out our other Buy, Hold, Sell episodes, including the premiere of the most anticipated sports gambling show of the year, Double Down with Breslow, on the Evergreen Podcast Network. On behalf of Crosscheck Media, I'm Todd Schoenberger. Take care. Welcome to Don't Retire, Graduate, the podcast that asks you what you want to be when you grow up so you can graduate into retirement with a purpose and a passion, whether you're 25, 85, or any age in between. Gain actionable financial and mindset tips from your favorite authors, podcasters, and influencers to help you reach that exciting next chapter. Listen now and start building your path to financial freedom and reframing what retirement can mean to you. This is your host, Eric Brotman, reminding you, don't retire, graduate.